Hey, this is Joey. And this is Austin. We're listening to Dark Sandy Brew. Today we'll be chatting about Baldur's Gate 3, and later we share our origins of our podcast title. And I'll talk about my experience with the film, Bo is Afraid. Austin, I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. Joey, Baldur's Gate 3 is out. What are your thoughts? Yes, it is. Uh, from what I've seen for the from the trailer, I think it looks very cool. Might just go and start playing it by myself just to see how it is. Um, it's pretty cool, yeah, man. Been... I, I know Alexis is really trying to get you to play it. Yeah. But yeah, it looks really, from just from the story trailer, it looks very, very cool. I was, yeah, up until now, I hadn't really looked that much um, into it, but man, it's something that I'm probably just going to have to uh, play next after I'm done with, uh, was it Uncharted 4? So, yeah, yeah I'm that's pretty the one excited for on. That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, so Baldur's Gate, for those who don't really know much about it, it's a really old series. Um, the first mm-hmm. game came out in 1998. Uh, second game came out two years later, uh, which was 2000. And 23 years later, we get the third one, which came out August 3rd, just a, about a week ago. Um, so pretty crazy uh, extended wait. So kind of nuts. But anyway, it's pretty cool. I've played a bit of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Never beat them. I was just a kid at the time. Um, I thought it was like an adult game, which it technically was. Like, But it was just mm-hmm. so complex, you know, because it's a, it's a computer game. You're, you have to look at all these stats. You have to learn how to play the game. You have to, even moving around, I didn't really understand. You, like, click, but sometimes you can interact with items. And I was so young, I didn't understand that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they were pretty cool. I did like the world and the music back then. But the third one, I've yet to play, but uh, I really want to. But uh, it looks really cool. Are you going to get it on PS5 or PC, Joey? Uh, I might just get it on PC. Just might as well just join the the large number of players that are on like that got it on Steam. So yeah, I think I'll I, just, just join the rest of the group here. I think I might get it on PC too. It's kind of the classic way to do it. Mm-hmm. Plus, that's the only way you can get it right now. I think uh, the console editions come out at the end of the month, maybe a bit later. Not too sure, mm-hmm. but interesting. But yeah, it's cool. Very in depth game. I really want to play it, but there's something different, um, something really crazy happening though. Besides the game itself being so good, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of setting a new expectation for games. Um, do you know much about this, Joey? About the about the whole issue, like with other other studios, other game developers preaching to people saying. Hey guys, don't expect other games to be like this. Don't make this a new standard. Like you heard about that, right? Yeah, that from the IGN video. Yep, from the IGN video and other articles actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what what's your take on that whole thing? I mean, I from I mean, I always thought that you know, developers or uh gaming studios should always you know, especially when they're creating a game that's a sequel to a, another game, they should always try and do better on top of what they did before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's something that shakes up the gaming industry, you know, that's a good... I To me, I view that as a good thing because that's something that, 
you know, people can take a look at and see like, okay, well, this worked out very well for them. Maybe if we try that on this one project that we're working on and see how that does for us, then, you know, great. Yeah. Uh, the thing but... is, though, man, the big the big pushback is because it's old school. It's funny that mm-hmm. everyone's saying this is becoming a new standard, but it's actually the old standard. And so because the it's the old standard of releasing a fully featured game, no bugs, mm-hmm. everything's in one purchase, no DLC, no pre-order bonuses, no microtransactions, no season mm-hmm. passes, um, which is what the whole industry is now. Um, nobody wants to do that, you know because they would lose money they make so much money off that whole business model that it's hard for them to go back is what i'm seeing yeah and even still like when you have uh, games that are just mostly just a campaign or single player game Mm -hmm. most recent example you know i can think of was jedi survivor and at launch a lot of people were having or even people that were playing the game early like streamers on youtube were noticing a lot of uh, bugs and glitches in the game, which is kind of not a, really a good thing I know. because I know it's, um, you know, I wish that more developers would let people test out the game before they even let people play it before release, like just do a lot of beta testing and see like what they can get from like feedback they can get from players yeah. so they can polish it up and fix it before launch. You know, it's true, man. I just it, the whole industry. I've been there for a while. I'm 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 kind of old. I mean, but I've been there for since the whole horse armor situation. I mean, did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the horse in, armor. I think that in 2008 was it. It's from Oblivion. It's what started mm-hmm. this whole change in the industry. Let Let's look it up. So Oblivion. I think it was 2008. What year did Oblivion come out? Let's see. 2006. Wow. Okay. So that's older than I thought, but it's around that time that Bethesda did something that was brand new. Uh, They charged extra, about $5 a pop for extra content, and it was horse armor. You could buy your Mm -hmm. horse armor in the game. And everyone in the industry was skeptical. They thought it was dumb. Um, They thought no player would fall for that. They thought that the way they were doing things was the only way to do it, which was to create fully featured games, release it, mm-hmm. see if they like it, and if it does well, that's great. But if you want more money, the only way to get more money in the game industry was to make another game, and a good game. So that's why we had such an influx of so many great games back between the 90s all the way to 2010, 2012-ish, because mm-hmm. everyone was still doing that, you know? They were making games to make money. They weren't making money off of season passes or microtransactions or any of the other BS. And I was there. I mean, I had Oblivion, and I noticed the the new option on the store. To I played it on Xbox uh, to buy horse armor. I thought that's the stupidest dang thing ever. I could buy like three cokes for that, you know. And the mm-hmm. coke was more important than the stupid armor. The game was complete. Oblivion was done. Like I I, I had so much fun with it. The thing I could get behind was a DLC, but that's fine. But that's like a whole new game, you know. But a little item in the game, I was never for it. And that's where the whole industry is, and I just hate it. I've always hated it. And so to see Baldur's Gate 3 come out and not do any of that, you know, 
they're not doing any microtransactions. They, they, they may or may not do DLC, but that's another thing. No Battle of Season Passes, and also a big one, which seems to be every game, even if it is single player, no pre-order bonuses. You know, mm-hmm. they're not locking people out. They're not making people feel like they have to buy it now. They just make a huge ass game that is so good. It's getting nines, nine point five reviews all across the board, and it's that's complete crazy. and no no bugs. I've I've not seen anyone say it has bugs, and that's crazy. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, it's like Baldur's Gate three is a game that came out of two thousand six. You know, mm-hmm. which is really saying uh, a lot, and that's a, that's a compliment. That's a good thing in my opinion. And so I think it's funny that the other studios and other developers are <laughs> tweeting out to the players, basically uh, shaming them for thinking this is going to be a new standard, when I think that's totally wrong. I think that this should be a new standard. I think we should go back the way things were. Because yeah. sometimes it's not about all, uh, it shouldn't be all about the money. You know, in my opinion, yeah. games are art. You know, and yeah. Oh, yeah. And plus, too, you know, with a lot of the next gen console games that are releasing like they're releasing at $70 now they're no longer it's no longer 50 or $60 yep. it's now 70 yeah. which I'm like okay I guess I can you know spend an extra $10 on a new release game but yeah it's like you're already spending 60 at least $60 on the base game uh-huh. and then you, with a lot of these games that are or studios that are asking for you to pay extra for cosmetic skins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're you're spending hundreds, probably hundreds of dollars. Plus, if they also include like a battle pass or a season pass, and then you're mm-hmm. spending more money on that. So it's it's just crazy. It's like you're no longer a lot of, uh, companies are no longer interested on making sure that their players or customers are having fun. They're just worried about how much money they can get out of you before it's they all about the money. come up with a new game. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. I, I I do think that games are art, and good art usually means taking risks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with risks, if it's a big risk, can sometimes mean big big money but, lost. But I feel like, you know, Larian's, Larian Studios, I feel like they, yeah, they definitely look back at their two, two other Baldur's Gate games and, like, you know, let's just keep what we've been doing for the last, you know, almost 30 years and just, you know, just, just release. Well, they didn't Baldur's really Gate do the, the exact same thing. If you, ju- if you play mm-hmm. one and two, Baldur's Gate one and two, they are pretty different games compared mm-hmm. to three. Three feels like a mashup between uh, Divinity and like, I'm not sure, but it, it's, it feels like a spinoff of Divinity, Original Sin. So oh, it doesn't okay. really feel like the original Baldur's Gate games if you're just playing them in order. So there will be kind of a mm-hmm. learning curve, but it's a it's a tried and true method of of game design and it works people like it i mean divinity original sin 1 and original sin 2 i mean they have rave reviews man and and the players love them i've played them they're really fun um but the thing is as i was saying you know they took a risk by not doing the microtransactions or the season passes or anything like that um mm-hmm. and they're they're winning for that because players like i know it like everyone's sick of it a lot of players are kind of numb to it because that's all they kind of know. Either that's they've forgotten the way games used to be, 
or they're yeah. or they just don't care anymore and they buy these little things they buy the skins they buy the season pass because they have fomo or they just don't care or they have extra money it doesn't matter but i think the the industry has been like this for so long that the the players have kind of forgotten what games used to be like in the industry you know and it used to be really 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 good you your time was respected your money was respected it was a trade-off and it's just not like that right now but with Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. 3 you know taking this old school business approach I'm all for it and you know sometimes um, you know a big risk can create big money and they took that risk and they're doing well which is why mm-hmm. the other developers and studios are freaking out because they would lose money they would not make as much money if they got rid of all the extra stuff the dlcs the season battle passes the microtransactions if, if they stopped that they would have to actually work harder to make more money <laughs> because because yeah. all that extra stuff that the, that players are paying for it's very easy to do with with game with uh with making games it's just maybe a couple weeks maybe a month if it's a bigger thing of work for a few hundred people and then they just release it and it makes passive income so they're making more money for less work which is fine mm-hmm. i'm all for that type of lifestyle but as for players we i think we should be respected more you know and you know i think that means the studio and the developers need to really they should work hard they really should i'm not i don't believe in the whole crunch time that should be fixed too but you know, it's just players need to be respected, and they have not been for many, many years. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. But yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. Like I said, I'm really excited to like see how this, like, see what this game's all about because yeah, from what we saw, yeah, it's over eight hundred thousand players already playing this game. So that's yeah. so that's awesome to see. It is good and, to see. I really yeah. hope this changes other other AAA studios to follow suit. Yeah. Only Me time too. will tell. Uh, but anyway, uh, another thing we wanted to talk about was uh, why we named uh, our podcast Dark Sign Hero. So, Joey, uh, mm-hmm. w- tell me a bit about it. Like, we were just at work chatting. You said you wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of spurred you on. I, it all started, I said, well, first step is we make a title. If we're going to do this together, what are we going to call it? So, right. how did that go? Like, what were we thinking? Oh, I remember we were brainstorming name ideas or mm-hmm. podcast names, you know. Just on a piece of and paper. We had, yeah, and we had a few written down. And I remember, you know, with trying to make something that sounded good to both of us. But mm-hmm. So, I remember you're telling me, you know, you were uh, a lot of... Um, Super interest into came into dark souls yeah, yeah super into dark souls yeah and so like we took like what the word dark sign and yep, then yep dark and then sign me, is, the, is the brand in dark souls that you get mm-hmm. and then for me because i like you know superheroes um stuff you like, like that you like so batman I, you like batman yep batman's my number one guy he's your dude uh, so i yeah <laughs> so i said hey let's use the word hero in that title or in the name of our podcast and so yeah we yeah just i just remember from put them that, together and dark sign hero. yeah yep that was the the creation and the starting point for the for our podcast which was pretty awesome because it works it's it flows it's, it flows off yeah the it flows yeah yeah when you say pretty dark cool. sign hero it sounds like 
It sounds like um sounds official. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds official, but it also sounds like some like new I don't know, like some character from something I don't know, like from a show or a game that uh people haven't heard of yet. So Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. and so we made we made the title and uh we just kept calling it that and eventually from the title creation we just eventually started recording stuff and and now yeah. here we are twelve episodes in, so pretty cool. Yeah pretty awesome making yeah. a lot of you know fun content about stuff that we love you know video games and movies stuff like that so it's true yeah yeah speaking of which i watched a movie last night this is just my thoughts on it but i watched the craziest <laughs> craziest movie last night joey uh it's called okay. what was it called it's called Bo is afraid have you heard of that i've seen i've heard of it and i've seen a bunch of thumbnails for it but i Oh, dude. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, it's insane. Literally. Like, the word insanity. When you think of insane, that's what this movie is. It's a okay. three-hour insanity epic. It's a nightmare. I felt awful watching it, man. I wanted to turn it off. I mean, Ari like... Aster, every time he makes a movie, <clears throat> the last one I saw was Midsummer. I felt the same way. I mean, he's a dark okay. director. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's just... Basically, it's about um, this really sad guy going to therapy and mental probably disorder but um anyway he it's not really a spoiler because they talk about in the movie but his mom dies and he wants to go see her and the whole Mm -hmm. movie is um is him trying to get to her but the way it's told sounds simple but it's three hours long it the way it's filmed edited the sound the music the pacing it's just off it's just really off and the things that happen are scary and terrifying some of it's funny mm. i tried to laugh whenever i got too scared man mm-hmm. but dude it's it's a trip never for those people listening that do psychedelic whatever drugs i would not recommend this because you're not going to have a good time it's it's a dark dark movie very dark well made it's a well made film very professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never they did images and things I've never seen in a movie, so I respect mm-hmm. it. But it was not for me. It's just way too dark. So, would you say it sounds like from what you're telling me, or and also our audience, it's darker and from what we saw in Midsummer, I'm guessing. Uh yeah, I'd actually say Midsummer um, is not quite as dark. Okay. It's a they're they're both pretty it, uh, evil feelings, like, but I mean this one takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, because I've seen Midsummer. And it's like one of my. It's a yeah. It's definitely definitely like takes you for your trip if you're watching for the first time. And I oh, like yeah. it. I still. Oh yeah. So watch. So watch it from time to time. But yeah, I I yeah, would hearing... actually watch Midsummer again. Like I I mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy how dark it was or how serious it was, but I I did enjoy the story thought it was interesting mm-hmm. but this one i don't think i'm ever gonna watch again that's all i'll say <laughs> so it's on the on the level of terrifier 2 level uh, or pretty much pretty much okay yeah it's uh mm-hmm. it's a hard watch to say the least gotcha i mean if that's your thing if you're into super dark stuff i mean you're not nah, i mean you're gonna love it i mean if it's on the same level as terrifier 2 i'm not gonna <laughs> go back to that same um, not you in know, terms, same kind of... not in terms of graphicness. Terrifier Two is much more graphic right. in, in some right. ways. Um, but the, the tone and the feeling, 
It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Except I'd, uh, okay. I'd say this one takes it even further because it's mm-hmm. based in a more realistic type of way. It's, there's a lot of surreal stuff that happens, but it's based okay. in our reality. But you just don't know what's real, what's not. Um, mm-hmm. What is, like, I was trying to piece together, like, why is this scene, what does this scene represent? What does this character represent? So, because it's an analogy. I could tell it's like an allegory for something. Right. But anyway. So there's a lot of like twists and turns in the movie, I'm guessing. There is. There is. Um, it's just the way it's done. It's an experience you will never forget in your life. I had nightmares, man. I had oh. nightmares from the movie. I don't ever. I, I haven't got my nightmares from a film since I was a kid, a small kid. Mm-hmm. This one gave it to me. I couldn't sleep for mm-hmm. a few hours. Had to listen to some calming music and get back to sleep. Dang. But yeah, it's a. Uh, so I mean, if you, I, I recommend you watch it because I think it's it's worth a watch. But it's just probably not something that's healthy to watch every day. <laughs> just write down. Note to self. Yeah. Often <laughs> nightmares. Yeah, yeah, it did. I'm not lying. So, anyway, so yeah, that's the movie <laughs> review, I guess. I I give it a uh, as a filmmaker, I give it a a nine out of ten. That's a great movie. But as a uh, casual film goer who just wants to escape and have a good time, I give okay. it like a four out of ten. Thanks for listening to Dark Sign Hero. Next week, we'll be talking about the new game, TMNT, The Last Ronin. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep on keeping on.